In this episode of The Full Nerd, we talk GeForce Now, Shield, and whether the Core i5 is dead or not. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 16, recorded on January 24th, 2017. Still funny to say that. I'm Gordon Mong with co-host Brad Charkas. This is keeping me from playing XCOM Long War 2 mod, so if we could wrap this up quickly today, oh, yeah. that'd be and, appreciated. And Brad, if he gets cut out, terrible weather there, he may lose his internet connection from some kind of ice storm. It rained in California yesterday, so also with us, reviews editor Elena Yee. Hey, everybody. And controlling the vertical and horizontal, as always, is Adam Patrick Murray. Hey, Gordon, I have a question. Uh, how much is PC gaming worth? Oh, that's so funny. Uh, it's worth, I think, $30 billion. What? We saw, yes. 30, $30 billion. $30 billion. <laughs> there was a report, what, last week that from uh, John Petty Research that all PC hardware, gaming hardware, enthusiast hardware, is now, is now at $30 billion bucks. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Of course, you know, the, go ahead, Brad. The cool part about that is they, a couple of years ago, they did a report and they weren't expecting it to hit those levels until 2018. So it's actually yeah. uh, going faster than they expected. Yeah. Two years ahead of schedule. I, Elena was going to say something, I think. Or well, I oh, okay. I, I, you know, I'll say, I'll say it. Uh, okay. You know what else is worth a lot of money? Console gaming. Is it really? Uh, yeah. Two, in, according to them, uh, 2015, it, what, it was about at the, the same percentage, TV gaming and uh, PC gaming, right? Yeah, Elena? so it was 25% for TV gaming and then 22% for oh. pc gaming so, so we, we don't have the numbers yet for 2016 so we'll see if it's in 2014 know, it, it, 2014 pc gaming was was way above so we we see a, an upward trend in console gaming so right yeah. although i'm what i we should actually i think ted pollock over at jpr did the report we should actually reach out to him and find out what what the breakdown is why why are things moving but is it are they counting televisions with the with the TV console like TV sales? Is that is that it? I don't <laughs> counting television. No, because I mean, really, for no. console players, what do they buy? They buy like <laughs> special edition controllers. Well, I and actually was talking about this with um, Adam before the show, and I thought it was strange. I actually expected PC to stay, you know, on top or even grow even more, just because of what we've seen over time. Right. Um, but I'm wondering if all those price cuts that uh, Microsoft did for the Xbox One influenced 2015 specifically. I'm actually well, really yeah. interested to see 2016's numbers. 2015, that's, you know, the first year or whatever. The new consoles didn't come out till 2014 or so, right? 2013. So, the very end 2013. 2013? Yeah. So 2015 is about the stage where I would expect people to start buying them more and more and more, too. Yeah. Because, you know, all the games are out and everything. So. Games are out. And then, then uh, Microsoft, as I said, did those price cuts mm -hmm. on top of it or started to do it. So. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't know. Cause sometimes these analyst outfits have problems sort of like how they count things. Like, is it? Is a an iPad a tablet? Is a Surface a tablet? And that's a different you know thing. But so how do they count? You know the no, numbers. No, it's fair. I, I I actually am curious to see the detailed breakdown. But I, I I just know that for PC hardware, I mean, there's just so much stuff you can buy. You know, and then I guess the other question is like, where do you count a set of Astro headsets? Right, three hundred dollars set of Astro headsets that work on a console or a PC. Who gets that? Who gets that bucket? Or what bucket does that go into? So fair. I, uh, but I do know, you know, you're looking at uh, people buying $1,000 CPUs for PC. I, I don't see them 
I, it's hard to believe that they're actually spending what fifteen billion dollars or whatever. Well, what are they spending on TV? Twenty five percent. So twenty eight billion dollars in console gaming. I don't. I don't know what that is. What is that? What are they buying? People buying consoles. People buying consoles, man. You consoles can't just buy consoles. That would be like everybody <laughs> buying four Xboxes. I mean, that's you know, like <laughs> I literally own two. I think I have a third one in my house. Yeah, but not like this. Not this. You know, like you don't have four PS4s, right? You have, you know, people have like one. Well, go, Gordon, I, I went through five Xbox 360s because I read Rings of Death and disc scratch issues, and that's big part of the reason why i no longer have an xbox yeah i mean i, I went through seven xbox 360s personally <laughs> wow. yeah i I'm mean i missed that yeah, era not fun <laughs> yeah and, uh, I, and the last thing i gotta say is i don't think a single xbox 360 ever survived that's ever. not true <laughs> that was used that was like, ever you mean used. original like from, generation yeah, yeah. Launch, original launch. original launch. not true there's still some that are managing to hang in there that have that actually see use because the only ones that that I think actually survived are the ones that just basically sat there, like they all had a limited amount of time before they they burned out because they were, it was clearly I I feel like it was a hundred percent of the things practically failed. I mean it, that's fair. Oh. But what, my friend who's has an original doesn't use it often. Right. Yeah. So it's like because I I work with somebody and he's like oh, mine's just fine. It's like how mm. often do you play? Well, like once a month. It's like okay, you know. <laughs> So if you play a 12-hour stretch, it probably starts burning up, it feels like. Yeah. I know there's a lot of console talk, but this actually is a great segue to the first topic. You well, first, look- real, real quick, uh, on, on Facebook, uh, we have uh, Aiden uh, from Turkey. He says, hi, Istanbul, oh. Turkey. Uh, hey. Yeah, hey. that's awesome. Uh, also, uh, Brian on Facebook wants to know, Brad, uh, what's, your, what's your t-shirt, bearded and what? They're waiting with bated breath. Jolly. Ho, ho, ho. Oh. There we go. Still Maybe, festive. You know, I figure that's going to be my retirement career, right? So. <laughs> Working at a mall like Bad Santa? Yeah, I've already got the white beard hair coming in. So You could maybe get a job the- at a new egg or like a, a fries or something sitting in there like <laughs> doling out PC information to kids. Ner- yeah, nerd you've Santa. Been good. Here's a 1080 or whatever. <laughs> nerd Santa loves you. Nice. All, all right, right now, now let's get into it. All right, Sorry. now let's get into it. Sorry, we're going we're gonna to go to our first topic, which is perfect because we were just talking a lot of console talk. Let's talk about NVIDIA's new Shield. Brad actually has all the info on it. I, I'm still confused, frankly, by Shield. I, I actually have the original generation Shield, so yeah. I, I don't know what the difference is between you, the you're two. You're talking still about the console, their console, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it Shield? Well, you, you could, uh, TV Shield gaming. TV. They TV call it a gaming. console. They call it Shield Android TV. They're Shield yeah. TV. It's <laughs> okay, Shield TV Many is names for it. So, so like you were saying, you don't know what the difference is, and the answer is really, like when it comes to the actual hardware, not much, because it still has basically all the same internals. They managed to make it 40% smaller, and they redesigned the controller. But otherwise, like it's the same chip. It's the same basic ports, except for you don't get a micro SD slot in the new one. Uh, physically, it's largely the same. The, all the big differences are software tweaks and additions that they're making with the new Shield. Huh. They so, shrink it though, right? Yeah, forty yeah. percent. It looks yeah. a lot. You know, when the, I saw the pictures, it didn't look that much smaller. But um, I saw Jared's uh, review, and it was like yeah, side by side is actually quite it's dramatic. Super tiny. Yeah, I saw it at a uh, CES. Well, here, here's the, here's the new it's one like, on the wow, screen. That's a lot smaller. Oh wait, yeah, we got right. some and, and the new here. controller too. Oh, look, there's Brad, uh, handsome Brad from CES. How uh, is yeah, that the, controller? It I'm, actually it looks horrible. Like it looks like all those polygons would hurt, but it's very very comfortable, and it's a huge step up over that 
first gen shield controller which was so fat and like it was like the original xbox controller it sucked the yeah, new yeah. one actually feels good so so is it lighter too because that first one my yeah. biggest complaint was that it was so heavy really? yeah much, yeah much they got rid of the track pads on the new ones because they mm-hmm. say they basically don't need it for anything uh so the new one has no track pad so it's b- b- between everything it's a lot lighter the new one also has uh and always on microphone inside of it, which ties into the new Shield TV's big new feature, which is basically it's like Google Home uh, and the Amazon Alexa clone. This thing sometime in the coming months is going to get the same capabilities so we can function like Google Home, Amazon Alexa, smart home assistant kind of thing. And it, you speak commands and it comes in through the controller rather than the console itself. Mm. So another thing to listen to your personal life, you know, yeah. what, what's <laughs> going on. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, I, I I guess yeah, because I thought like maybe there'd be like a new Tegra chip or something, but it's exact nope. same old thing. I asked him about that because I'm like, I mean, no hardware improvements, nothing. You're just missing in a micro SD card slot, and they're like, yeah, well, one, you can still plug in a USB external drive, so that's not a big deal. But they said that the Tegra chip is already three times faster than anything you'd find in a Roku or a Fire Stick or Chromecast, so they didn't see any need to upgrade it. Especially because a lot of the value proposition for the Shield is streaming games. It's streaming from your PC. It's streaming from GeForce Now. So they didn't see any reason to upgrade the uh, hardware itself. But what about all those hot Android games you want to play? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what, <laughs> do have we ever heard any numbers on how well the Shield, the original Shield, is has done? I mean. No, nothing hard. Nothing hard. I know I want one of these new shields. These new shields, some other cool things that are coming to it, by the way, beyond the Google Assistant of things, is they redesigned the interface a whole bunch. So before it was kind of janky and they had all these NVIDIA things at the very top. Now they have Netflix and the app section. They have all this NVIDIA stuff in the game section. And before, the game section would only show those Android games that Adam was mentioning. But now it'll show any game that you play from any source. So if you stream a game from your computer, it'll show up in the game section. You can just click on it once and it'll bring it back up. If you stream a game from GeForce Now, same thing. You can click on it, it'll bring it back up. It's just a lot more intuitive than it was before. Uh, And this uh, new version also has HDR, high dynamic range uh, color support, which... Co- combined with the 4K support that I already had, this thing can put some awesome videos if you have the money for an HDR TV. Uh, Brad, I mean, I've I've heard that they're they're patching the old version, you know, with all, most of these same features, right? Uh, do you have one of the older ones? I do not. I want to buy one of the newer ones. I wanted to buy one of the older ones, but it's kind of on the fence. Because, uh, you know, it, it feels like the Shield's a really good companion for someone who's a PC gamer who wants to have, like, an Android TV and stream games to the living room. And still, you know, 200 bucks. I was kind of on the fence. I don't have a 4K TV yet. I've been holding out for HDR, personally. Mm-hmm. And the pricing <gasps> is lower on this one. Is it 150 or is it still 200 no, it's yeah, it's still so yeah, but But this time it comes with, what, the, the remote? What was that? Yep. Was that the thing where they? Yeah, yeah that's yep. included now. The new thing right? in the box. Yeah. Does it come with the yep. base? So the base was the, <laughs> it was like a thirty dollar chunk of aluminum. Yeah, so you could prop it, it up vertically. Yeah. Well, when they showed it at CES, like it, it yeah, was, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they charged for that in the remote. I'm surprised there wasn't a charge for the box it came in. <laughs> the remote, the remote is included now. Uh, oh, and it also doubles as a Google Home now. So basically, the way I look at it, because like I said, I'm in the market for this. I think it's going to be kind of a niche product. If you read Jared reviews, he goes into that very well. But I think I fit into that niche as someone who uh, is going to stream PC games and whatnot. But this thing's basically like a Steam link. It's like a Plex media server. 
it's like a Google Home and it's like an Android TV all in one device for two hundred bucks. So yeah, well, and and to further you gotta be a nerd to want all that, but I'm a nerd, so yeah, and and to further go on the uh, the Google Home stuff, um, they're also coming out with that dot uh, as well, right? Uh, how, how and that's extra. How how much is that? Do we do we know? Uh, thirty bucks, I, I think. No, much. I think yeah, it was. Was it thirty? I thought yeah. it was about the same price as the actual um, Amazon dot. So, oh, the spot. Yes, the spot. Yeah, spot. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's thirty bucks. I mean, it's the they equivalent. They have many, many the accessories. Dot. I thought you were talking about another one. I didn't hear you right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, the spot is basically yeah, it's fifty bucks. You're right, Elena. Uh, fifty bucks. It's the same price 50. as Amazon's extension thing. So it's, it's, yep, it's the it, exact same. It's basically just an always-on speaker and mic, so you can put them in other rooms in your home, and you can just be like. Hey, you know, whatever. Okay, Google, I think it is for Google. Yep. In your kitchen. And even though you're far away from your shield and your controller, then it can still hear you. And they're also going to be rolling out in the coming months uh, a little dongle that adds smart things. You know, some smart things, smart control compatibility. So you'll be able to control your Zigbee and Z-Wave smart home stuff if you plug this uh, dongle in there. So it's a very versatile looking device. You know, I, I got to say, like, I went to the keynote. Um, and Jensen was saying, uh, we have footage. I don't know if we have the actual footage of him saying this, but Jensen, NVIDIA's, you know, CEO was saying, um, this is, this will turn your house and it will give you Jarvis from the Iron Man <laughs> movies in your house. Is that going a little too far? I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe if you're all in on smart home stuff, but I mean, <laughs> even the echo, the reason I haven't hurried up and bought it yet is because it's like. Hey, what's the weather like? Or play Spotify, and that doesn't seem very Jarvis-like to me quite yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, we got a comment from uh, YouTube. I- Igloo says uh, the stand is twenty dollars, uh, and he he thinks the uh, the shield, the new, new shield, is just a rehash since uh, you know identical hardware and stuff like that. Yeah, so. it basically is. It basically is. And in fact, Nvidia, like Adam was saying earlier, is actually rolling out an update to bring all these features to the original shield too. So if you had the original shield, there's going to be no reason to buy this new one. The only thing that it's lacking is uh, the always-on microphone, so it can't do the smart home stuff. But if you spend 50 bucks on one of the new controllers, those come with the always-on mics. So you just got to buy one of those, and you could have all the new stuff, even if you have the original shield. Well, I guess you could buy the spot, too, to add on to your... Because I'm looking forward to some Tony Stark-like yeah. um, actions <laughs> on my shield. <laughs> You know, like, hey, uh, can you get armor number, suit number 15 ready? No. No. <laughs> Actually, well, I, I, I guess I didn't think about that. Yeah, if, if you have the first-gen shield, but you, you don't get the new controller or whatever, you can use the dot spot, whatever the it spots, is, and then, yeah. yeah, get the same functionality, huh? I'm just kind of like, is it going to be like, it, it does seem like that's pretty far from like, you know, because Jarvis is like, hey, uh, get the private jet ready. We're flying to, you know, Paraguay, but, you know, <laughs> I, you know can't do that. None of this. Well, it's you, the first step. <laughs> You're not going to get your private jet fueled up, uh, Gordon? I guess, like, yeah, it, it only turns your house into Jarvis if you have unlimited funds of, of, a, of, of a rich person. But if you're just like, hey, warm warm up the 99 Accord, it's cold outside. You know, it's not going to do that either, but that'd be... <laughs> Did you see, uh, Just uh, Ian just published a piece about this morning, uh, Amazon quietly added computer as a wake word for the Amazon Echo. Oh, I did yeah. hear that. So you can I did talk hear to that. it like it's Star Trek, like computer, yeah. Earl Grey hot. That is pretty cool. Then it won't make Earl Grey hot. But you can still say it, and it'll just be confused. You have to say it with an English accent, or I guess no. Yeah, that'd be works. really nice if they planted some <laughs> Easter eggs for that. Oh man, that is so overdue, right? Why do they? Beat why were up. they so resistant to doing that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Rights? Uh, yeah. You know, 
getting Something sued. Something involved Paramount with lawyers. Paramount will now sue. Yeah. Paramount's going to sue. Wow, we have the right to saying computer to. Yeah. Uh, huh. All right. Okay. Actually, you know, since we're on the shield, that brings us to the next topic, which is something that Brad will also help us understand. Yes, because it confused the hell out of me, and I asked a lot of questions about it. Yeah, I, you weren't I, the only one. I'm confused too, frankly. So Brad's going to tell us about GeForce Now, which you know PC gamers know about, but mm-hmm. I don't understand what the difference. Isn't it all the same yeah. now? So it was really interesting at the CES, the NVIDIA keynote, which I didn't go to, but I watched after the fact, because they made a big deal about, hey, we're launching GeForce Now for Macs and PCs, and showed you, you know, you can stream any of the games that you want to any PC that you have, you know, so on and so forth, which is really cool. And then they also showed off uh, the new Shield TV. They're like, oh, yeah, you can stream games with GeForce Now on this, too. But what they didn't get into there is the fact that those, even though they have the same name, are two completely different services with completely different capabilities and completely different price points. That makes sense. There, aside from the basic fact of streaming something from the cloud to a device, they are nothing alike whatsoever. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, so yeah, the Shield TV GeForce Now is the same one that it's always been, which has been when the Shield TV GeForce came, Now came out. It is uh, eight dollars a month, I believe, subscription plan. You can play 60 or so games with your subscriptions, kind of like Netflix, but for games. You can buy other games that you buy from NVIDIA, and you can stream them if you want to, so on and so forth. Whereas the PC and Mac version is completely different. Instead of buying games, you're basically buying a virtual PC in the cloud and installing your games on this virtual PC and then paying for hourly access to it to stream. Now this An insanely high price, <laughs> That too. is the one thing I do remember. Now, how much yeah. are they was- charging, Brad? Oh yeah. They are charging $25 for 20 hours at GTX 1060 quality levels oh. or 25 bucks for 10 hours of GTX 1080 quality oh. levels. Oh man. I only got 5 bucks. Do Can we- I get like 965 kind of quality? If you have graphics? 5 bucks, a competitor announced itself at CES as well called Liquid Sky where they're doing something similar but they'll have a completely ad supported version as well. So there's already competition for it, even though it comes out. Brad, did you do the math? Was it you or Hayden that did the math about how long it would take or how much money it would take to actually play through like common games? Uh, uh, they were the crazy part is they were showing when I went to the demo room. I went to the demo room for Nvidia, and they were doing The Witcher Three, right? Which everyone loves Witcher and playing Witcher Three on a Mac. That's crazy. It's wild. That could never happen, and it was cool. But then sitting there talking about it, thinking about it, it's like, man, that game's at least you know. 80 hours, 100 hours. At least, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you got to own the game and then rent 100 hours of access at least for the game. So we can get pretty pricey pretty quick. I mean, that's the other thing, yeah. nothing at all like that $8 all-you-can-stream subscription that's on Shield TV. I mean, like, it's insult to injury. I mean, that's one of the things I remember about OnLive is that not only did you have to pay a subscription, you also had to pay for the game. Uh, Like, I mean, and I understand why, because you're just using it kind of as a VPN to get into a box, you know? It's not like this box just comes pre-installed with everything, but still, like... Oh man, what a what a yeah. weird thing! I, I think it's niche. I can dig it. I can dig the idea. I was talking with uh, 
Jared, who did who wrote our uh, Shield uh, TV review. And, you know, we're guys who go on the road from time to time. And it'd be cool to, you know, be able to have my crappy business laptop. I think Gordon and I were talking about this and be able to stream Witcher 3 to my laptop in a hotel, even though it's, you know, just a Lenovo or whatever business laptop. But you wouldn't want to do this for your primary gaming machine, I don't think. No, I, I actually just looked up Hayden's article, the news article. And he said that um, at that rate, uh, he would be paying about $50 per week to play. And he's like, you know, if you gave him three months, he could just buy his own GTX 1080. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he, he is a video game reviewer. He did note that in his write-up. But, it's, I mean, there, but th- that said, there are actually some people who have enough time to play a lot in a week. Well, I mean, so. and, and they were really pushing the fact that it ran on a MacBook, you know, mm-hmm. like, I think that's the other market is like, hey, you know, like, we understand you PC gamers don't get it because, you know, you could just go out and buy your stuff. But Mac gamers, you know, they, they might love it. Or uh, we were talking about this yesterday. Uh, you know, imagine if it uh, had some sort of like web portal, you know, in later versions and you can do it from a Chromecast, you know, or not a Chromecast, a Chromebook. Chrome. You know what I mean? Like, there's definitely I could see it. Damn it, I don't have money for anybody's that. primary PC, yeah. primary game. I think it's supposed to be like an extra, and it's that's that's the reason that I like that it does use your existing games, so that you sign into your Steam account and you install games to this virtual PC, and it's your Steam, right? So whatever you play on it, Steam Cloud will carry it over to your home PC. Yeah, as, as long as it's got Steam Cloud. <laughs> yes, yes. Whereas the GeForce Now for Shield is through NVIDIA's servers alone. It doesn't tie into Steam or anything like that. And those game saves do not tie over to save to Steam games or Origin games or anything like that. So there's another part where they're two very different services. So, go, Gordon, real, real quick, Gordon, uh, tell me right now, just just say just say which one. Uh, would you rather go for GeForce Now or GeForce Now? <laughs> that's why that's what i was gonna ask i would i would i, I, I can i can tell GeForce when you're gonna now say is a better deal like than geforce now right yeah i mean it's just a better deal i, I mean, mean i would take geforce now over geforce now i don't know but i i think geforce now has way more potential to go somewhere than geforce now uh, so why didn't yeah, they just... you, you don't need to play games on your titan x or titan x anymore <laughs> i just don't yeah i mean what, what is up with that you know they really love that they really love reusing the same name well, everybody does it, though. I mean, that's kind of like, that's the new marketing trend, right? It's that like, oh, it's, it's the iPad. Oh, is that, is that the new iPad Pro or the iPad Pro, right? Yeah, I know, right? Right? Well, everybody does that, and it's just... Well, and, and In I, this case, it's super confusing, I think. That's the reason I wound up doing an article about it. Like, it was me, Adam, and a guy from Tom's Hardware sitting there. So, you know, people who know what we're talking about in the NVIDIA briefing, and we're like, so wait. Walk me through this step by step again, because it's so confusing because they announced both of these products at the same keynote with the same name and they're very completely different. <laughs> what was that? Like, they must have. Do you think they did that intentionally to confuse people on this to maybe? No. no, no, I don't think so. I think it's just a blind spot. They're just I think in their heads, they think of GeForce now as their cloud cloud stream name and didn't think it all the way through about how, hey, this is going to be confusing for people. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, so I, I, I want to bring this up in uh, uh, on YouTube. Uh, the guy who games a lot uh, is asking, "What about Linux gamers? Uh, no love? Did they, Brad? Did they mention anything about Linux? The support um, uh, GeForce Now specifically? Not not GeForce Now. I don't believe it'll be there at launch. But I mean, it's just a basic 
executable, right? It's just a basic – it is going to be a program that you have to run. They won't just go through your browser. I would think there would be no reason for them not to offer it for Linux. I think they'd be very smart to offer it for Linux because gaming on Linux can be a pain in the butt. So hopefully, but I don't think there's any official word yet. Brad, you're you're starting to derez in front of our eyes. It's <laughs> kind of cool. But Brad's connection. If you're wondering why it looks so bad, Brad is he's he's broadcasting from Mars or something from an ice cave. Spots, some ice. Yes. Yeah, he's on Hoth right now. I'm on a mountain <laughs> in the Hoth. side of New Hampshire where it's rained like three or four inches of sheer ice over the past twelve hours. So. Wow. So one thing I wonder, like, I, I guess I could see like, you know what, I'm going to play a game half an hour, right? I'm, I'm stuck in, a, in the airport somewhere. I, I want to play a real game. I've got an ultra buck and you're not going to play any real games. Is it, is it metered out? Can you just buy it by the minutes? I mean, it's like, is this like you, you pay for the whole hour? Um, you're, are you committed to like a subscription kind of thing? They did say, because I asked them about that, they said you can choose between what quality levels you want when you initially boot up a game. So if you want to play Rocket League, you could say, hey, I want a 1060 for this. If you want to play Witcher 3 with everything cranked, you could say, hey, I want a 1080 for this. They weren't getting that far into, you know, how exactly that all works out, because it's still not launching for another two months or so or whatever, sometime in March. I wonder if it's going to be like a credit system where you just buy a block of time and then you use it up and then you buy another block of time. Oh, that's cr- what the competitor Liquid Sky does. Like you pay your, I think it's ten bucks a month for them, and they give you X amount of Sky credits or whatever, hmm. and you can use it however you want for whatever uh, detail levels you want. So I wouldn't be surprised if GeForce Now does something similar. Well, see, if, I, uh, if they, since they have variable image quality, I, I've, I have a good idea. Why not? <clears throat> why not use bitcoins like as an arcade analogy? You know, every time you want to, you die, you got to put in a bitcoin uh, yeah. to replay. Yeah, no, no, no. You would want to use a dodge coin. <laughs> there you go. Got to jump out of the way, right? Well, and you probably just like, oh, no problem. I'll play, but let me uh, let me mine for it first. I'll play this game in about what three months. Yeah, you mine it first, and I got it. I can play for an hour now. Uh. Yeah, it played Minecraft. I gotta say, I'm I'm gonna bring up the video here. Uh, I I do I I did love watching Brad uh, play The Witcher Three on uh, on a MacBook Air. I said, yeah, that was an Air. Uh, yeah, it was. And it looked good. I mean, yeah, it looked fine. I was trying to freak it out. I was trying to make it pop up compression artifacts or lag or anything. I was whipping the mouse around. Couldn't get anything visually funky to happen. That said, it was the very intro beginning part of the game where there was no heavy action going on. So it was kind of a best case scenario for it. So we'll well, have it, to see in the wild. And and a controlled environment, obviously. You know, they're yeah. they're not in real world but, setting there. But so what I want to know is, because it really, you know, this is, if, if we were Wall Street analysts, we would say, oh, the future is about streamed gaming. It's like, oh, we can definitely see everybody at some point signing up for subscription gaming and you'll just play on your phone or tablet and, Let's let's just do a vote. Who here would ever prefer stream gaming over traditional fat client, which is, you know, GPU in your in your device or, you know, 
PC. Well, I think I think this reaches people who don't have that as an option or who aren't going to do that. I think this is for the MacBooks. This is for the people who already have a Nintendo or whatever and want to play XCOM 2 or Long War mod because it's great. Um, <laughs> you know, for 20 hours during a month because most people don't play more than 20 hours a month. I mean, yeah, but- hard for people do. Irrespective of price, is the future stream gaming? <laughs> Brad, I'm going to come to your house. I'm either going to take your desktop system or leave it. You decide whether you want to play games on your PC or stream them. Down Are you going to break well, his legs too? <laughs> the government's going to come and do this at some point. I'm going to keep my PC because I can also mine bitcoins on it. There you go, <laughs> boom. So no, you would you would prefer to play on your your PC? Like you, I will never. Yeah, that's that's always going to be better if you can do it. That's that's all I needed, man. I just needed the <laughs> the vote of which is the same as mine. I will never give up my gaming PC for streaming PC. Just never ever. Which of the two GeForce Now services would you subscribe to? Well, the GeForce Now that's cheaper and that makes sense, probably. You know, <laughs> that makes oh, sense. you mean oh, you mean GeForce Now? The GeForce Now that's cheaper. I would not pay for the expensive GeForce Now because that's already I already have that capability. Wait, wait. So I also want to know, Adam and Elena, would you would you guys really take streamed gaming as your is your way to play games? Well, you're talking to somebody who still prefers actual like wired connection in the house for <laughs> internet. So no. So no, you would not no. play stream game. That's that that model that the analysts think is. Uh, I actually also just to slip it in real quick to point out. I actually wonder if those all those Thunderbolt cabinets start making it out into the wild. If that's also going to change the game on this. If it's going to make this absolutely not worthwhile. That's true. I mean, they're going to get smaller. I mean, they're really going to get smaller, more portable. And then somebody, I know this is stupid, someone will put a battery in a Thunderbolt cabinet. <laughs> and it'll look like it'll come in a Scooby-Doo lunch pail, <laughs> but it'll have like, you know, a, a mini GTX or a mini Radeon card in it. And it's going to have a battery. You'll plug it in your laptop like this, and then you'll play over your Thunderbolt connection. <laughs> but wait, okay, Adam, same yeah. thing? Um, first off, uh, Stuart on Facebook uh, says, hi from Scotland. Yeah, you know, yay, Scottish uh, everywhere, Scotland. Nice. My ancestors came from Scotland. I know. Good right. people. There you go. <laughs> Boom. Um, you know, I have used. I used on live. Uh, I've used PlayStation Now. I never used Gaikai before PlayStation Now. Uh, I, I love dabbling into it, but I would never use it as primary. No. Mm. But or I mean, the the other thing I, I could see is that you know I use PlayStation Now, or another way that I use PlayStation Now was to to stream what PS3 games to my Vita. You know, mm. so you know, like I I could see you know imagine the Nintendo Switch you know. Uh, being able to stream games, you know, from the cloud, I, you know, I, but that's that's console talk. That's a whole different discussion. You just made them tune out. <laughs> They're <laughs> like, just what? literally well, shut, no. like, shut <laughs> their ears off. No, I, I think I think that the target audience for this stuff is again people who wouldn't traditionally be oh. PC gamers, but are intrigued by all the exclusive that PC gaming has. No, I I agree with that. I and I actually think in the end, or actually, I, the reason I want to bring it up because. You can just see somebody sitting, you know, on Wall Street going, wow, the future is going to be about stream gaming. This is this is where we would need to put all the investments. This is like we don't they're like, well, the PC's dead They're Like, if, like I sort of God, there's somebody sitting down right now in New York going, look, it's a 30 billion dollar PC gaming hardware market. But the future is about streaming. So, you know, the, it's going to go away. People are going to start streaming for their PC gaming down the road. They're not going to be. 
So I, I got, I, it's just never going to happen. I just, if anything, I think it's actually going to help PC gaming in some ways because, you know, if somebody on their, on their little ultra book or MacBook air can suddenly play the Witcher and they're like, Hey, I just spent $400 to play Witcher. Why don't I just get a gaming PC? Right. I mean, that's, I think that's what's going to happen. I just, I just want to make sure that message is out there for the wall street analysts because they're all, they're always like trying to predict the future and the future is not going to be in stream gaming for everyone. They're also all listening to the full nerd right now. Yes. I, I can see them in the chat. Moment. It's all wall street analysts. So yeah, but I think, I think part of it to just to keep it going. Cause I know you're trying to transition, but no, I'm not letting it go yet. I think a big, a big part of this that is still not quite ready for this service to be what it wants, which is PC gaming anywhere, when you're at the coffee shop, when you're at the airport, whatever, is that to get good quality and a decent connection, you need like a monster connection, right? At least 25 Mbps. And you're not going to find that at Starbucks or at least most Starbucks. You're not going to find that at the airport. So I think just the sheer, the internet is not there for this to be completely viable yet i don't think i mean heck heck most of the world you know doesn't have high speed internet right you know like uh i know this is just launching in in u.s but you know like if this is world maybe a war, worldwide thing like yeah internet's got to get picked up I but i know i feel like anyone who's living in europe or asia watching us right now is laughing at us so. <laughs> Why? because their internet is like 10 times what we have here yeah. true true <laughs> yeah it's we're not weird, the best huh? But uh, yeah, I but maybe but maybe their Nvidia will get around this because it's based on quality. They still mm-hmm. got like a, probably a ton of those old Kepler cards sitting around. They were like, we can run on own Kepler cards, you know? Or like, <laughs> we got some old five eighty uh, sitting around. And <laughs> they made a point of stressing service. that they're not doing that. By the way, they're like, this is not old cards sitting around. This is all new stuff. Yeah, I, just I, yeah, just yeah. before we get angry emails, I wanted to. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I'm, <laughs> It's just kind of like the whole quality thing just sometimes seems kind of silly to me. But Well, also, uh, there, there's a couple guys in YouTube making a good point, uh, Igloo and, and uh, uh, Sergio, uh, that, you know, it's not really about the uh, the fidelity. It's more about the latency problems that, that, yep. that they're going to see. So, you know, like maybe maybe it's okay to take a hit and, and just have console uh, graphics, uh, oh, you know, but Lord. but the latency, you know, like mm-hmm. would, would be the real killer. So. Yeah, latency is always a problem with stream gaming. So, you, I, yeah, I mean, I would rather probably play on a console than I would probably. Oh play wow! Whoa, whoa, wow! Whoa. Somebody oh, record man. that moment because you think about uh, yeah, it. We you, need to record I don't that. know. I mean, maybe <laughs> I played Too GeForce. Bad this isn't live. I have used GeForce now, <laughs> and I was not bad for some games. So I, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. I mean, surprisingly. So I, I don't know. Man. But what I really want I don't to play, think I'd ever hear him say that. I'm what sorry. I really want to play a shooter though, <laughs> streams from a server somewhere. I, Man, on consoles that shooter would be under thirty frames per second anyway. Under. Also, just, under thirty is not be, playable. Also, on consoles you're going to have to use a controller, Gordon. You realize that, right? No, they have <laughs> devices. They have them, and it looks like the Homer Simpson toilet where you can hook a keyboard and mouse up to it, <laughs> and it's like five things just to make it work and. <laughs> We're just baiting oh, Elena, who is. Man. I just, I just hope they bring pissed. the power glove back so I can use it in VR. That's what well, we're just talking about. Weird ooh, devices. Ooh, that would be VR cool. is the natural place for a power glove. That would be oh, cool. That would be cool. I power just, glove. I think it's funny you was trying to bait me on this console thing because of the four people here, three of us 
actually have one or I've played on them. Uh, I do not have a console. I have a, I have any Shield TV, but that is not a console. But you're literally outnumbered here. <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm just saying, you know. And they even just... said in that report that most people like on that list or that accounted mm-hmm. mm-hmm. own more, more than one thing. So it's a lot of overlap. Yeah, that, that's true. Uh, in my garage, I also have some skateboards and bicycles, too. So I, I, it's true. Some skates. You got to have them. It's the same thing. I'm not saying consoles are inferior to uh, you know what actually I'm, I am. Gordon, you know what? I'm sorry. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have to go back and splice this and say, it, it'll. I'll take the piece where you're talking about that you'll prefer PC, uh, you know, and then the console and be like, I would much rather play a console over hardcore PC gaming. <laughs> I, I, got a, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's tough because I, the latency kind of bugs me, but, uh, you know, this is, a, this is a problem everybody's been working on for a long time, so I'll have to try GeForce Now just to try it. Um, but I have tried yeah, GeForce we should Now try in the past. We should try it. So, I, you know, I'm talking about GeForce Now, not GeForce oh, Now. Oh, yeah, yeah, GeForce Now. So I can't wait for that. So clear. Once it comes out, we're definitely going to be checking all that, by the way. Boom. Jared, uh, Jared Newman, the dude who wrote our Shield TV, d- reviewed GeForce Now originally for us, and he's going to take a peek at that when it lands in March as well. So Both? as soon as it hits the streets, we'll Both let you guys them? know if it sucks or not. Both of them or just the uh, Shield version? He still has the Shield version. So when the PC and Mac version rolls out in March, he's going to be checking that out for me. Oh, okay. So he's going to do actually like side-by-side comparison. Yeah. Huh. Cool. Or... It's more about the value prop. You'll read it in March. (laughs) I don't want to get too nitty gritty on that. All right. We've beaten this GeForce Now horse to the the ground. I think we should move on to the real talk. And this is, we're going to move the little thingy. Boom. Boom, Done. There it goes. It needs a sound effect. Yeah. And this, I brought this up earlier. I'm just being inflammatory. So, and I wonder if the day of the Core i5 desktop is dead. Now, for people who don't know, Core i5, for the most part, is defined as a quad core with no hyperthreading, right? So Core i7, so like a, the 2600K <clears throat> had hyperthreading. Uh, the 2500K with the Core i5 did not have hyperthreading. So the, the question I want to pose to you guys is whether the Core i5, the whole idea of only buying a quad core is dead at this point. And I bring this up because at CES... I saw a demo. Intel actually showed this off, and it wasn't even a Core i5, but it was a, a 7700K kicking the crap out of an older uh, Sandy Bridge part. And the demo they did was they played uh, Battlefield One. It was just a single player uh, campaign, but they had one. They had both of them with 1080s. Uh, uh, they both had uh, 27 inch, you know, uh, 1440p panels, 144 hertz refresh rate, and the 7700K would hit 144 frames per second most of the time. It was like pretty much constant 144. You know, maybe it would dip in the mid-130s. That that Sandy Bridge part would just drop frames. I mean, it would, I mean, it wouldn't drop frames, but it would like, it, it would be running at 120. It would be running at 110. Sometimes it had 130, but there was like a serious frame rate disparity between the two. So... I'm wondering if we are, because, you know, for the longest time, for cheap gamers, everybody says, you don't need a Core i7, just buy the Core i5, the $200 CPU versus the $300 CPU. You don't need to pay 100 bucks for hyperthreading. So I think we're sort of, we've heard of anecdotal evidence, and we've seen it, that Core i5 is really kind of running out of steam at this point. Agreed or disagree? 
Right, Brad's just smiling because he's Brad's got a core thought. <laughs> as, as I believe of the kids on the internet say these days, LOL, nope. <laughs> it's not a fair – what you're comparing are two different things here. There's – I mean, Sandy Bridge and Ivy Bridge are four or five generations old at this point. Yes. And sure, Intel's performance increases have been, you know, mild 10, 15, 20 percent from generation to generation. Right. But if you add that up over – four or five generations, that adds up to a lot. And so I think that is the bigger performance difference that you're seeing between those two chips than the sheer number of cores. I think that core i5s and four core parts will be good to go for a while now. Hmm. Yeah, I was actually wondering before you got into that very confusing antidote. Um, I was just actually wondering if you're asking this question more from a consumer perspective or more from what you think is going to happen given what happens, or actually I should say, whatever happens when Ryzen drops, right? Like, I was wondering if you were actually trying to project this idea that if Ryzen actually does what everyone thinks it's going to do, if it's going to just spark this whole idea that you need more cores, that you can get more cores because you can afford to, or if it's more of a, you actually don't need an i5 anymore or you shouldn't use one because of performance and i wasn't sure which way you're going with that i you can go either way honestly because you know you can't ignore the the ryzen <clears throat> elephant in the room uh, of course we don't know wh- how much when it's going to come out we don't know whether there's going to be quads and how much those are but clearly i think this comes up all the time like people go like hey what should i build you know do i do an i5 you're going to go out or would you rather build with a core i5 7600k or Core i7 7700K. So which KB Lake would you do? Uh, right now. Anybody so. if anybody asked me I'm building this PC for gaming, what chip should I get? I yeah. would say the Core i5 K part. Same advice I've had for a while. Yeah, so I I'm I, and I got to say at this point, I got to say I would say it's time to get the Core i7. So quad with hyperthreading. Or if you're a Ryzen person, more cores, clearly, right? Same thing. So you would recommend a Core i5 as well? I mean, I don't really... I mean, especially in a direct response to your antidote, I don't really see how... <laughs> sorry, I'm just really stuck on this. I just don't really see how that changes the game. I mean, you're you're talking about comparing performance between... As, I mean, Brad already said the whole thing. So yeah. I just don't see how comparing KB Lake to KB Lake today, that actually means that you shouldn't get an i5. Well, I, so another, the other thing is, is I, th- I think I saw a write-up by Gamers Nexus the other day. They had a video. You can go check it out on, the, on, on YouTube. But same thing. They're, they had, you know, the i5 versus i7. You're definitely giving up a lot of frame rates now at this point. So I think it was like in certain games that, are, that seem to be sensitive to, to, I'm guessing, core count or thread count, you're definitely seeing maybe a 20%, 30% bump in frame rate. And this is from the same generation, like from a KB Lake Core i5 to yeah. a KB Lake Core i7. Yeah, wow. you know, I mean, you know, honestly, we should do this. I and you know, I, the reason I I I just don't have two 144 hertz panels, but we need to set up a a side by side where you're looking at an i5 versus an i7. And I got to tell you, uh, I I think we're at the point where an i7 is going to perform better, even though. But what constraint or like I, what conditions are this? Just I mean, and, and Hayden, of course, has also said the same thing, where he thinks. Yeah, you, you get some. Well, you are you're the only one. You're gaming. Oh, you don't. Uh, you're gaming. <laughs> you're you're gaming on an i five, and you don't really. You're not seeing it because I I run a I run an eight core uh, part at home for my games, and I don't. 
I don't well, notice it. I think the thing is, I don't run a 144 hertz monitor, and I don't think most people do. I run a 60 hertz monitor, uh, which is low to a lot of PC gamers. So let me just say it's 4K 60 hertz. It's the only one you can get right now. <laughs> uh, and I think most people game at 60 hertz monitors, like the overwhelming majority. And I don't think there's enough of a difference there to switch a recommendation from an i5 to an i7 at 144 hertz i mean you're talking about like the 0.1 of gamers people trying to max that out if you're in that 0.1 percent i mean yeah spend the money on a core i7 but for most people i think core i5 still takes the cake okay so you're you're for that you would be giving the advice and i i don't know i i'm kind of (laughs) thinking there will there are times where you're seeing a difference now adam you got any opinions on this what do you play on at home <sighs> yeah, you know, I'm I'm having this problem right now because I I built a machine a couple years ago and and yeah I did an i5 uh, I, 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 was, I was trying to look it up I think it's Haswell broad box, right? it's either Haswell or Broadwell I think it, we Haswell. figured out it was Haswell, Haswell. yeah yeah forty seven um, yeah and so and it doesn't even have hyper threading so oh. you know like man I'm really feeling it you know in games yes but really i mean i do more than gaming i also right. obviously do video editing but even in games especially something like watchdogs you know i'll have task manager in the tray and i'll, I'll you know switch over to it real quick and and i'm if i'm not hit, hitting 100% on all cores i'm i'm pretty damn close so <laughs> like i i'm definitely feeling it at home I, i'm like man i so you know what we're i should have i should have went higher so, open uh, world games man yeah open world games yeah wait 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 wait, wait a minute so you're like uh, no get the i5 but now you're like open world games yeah <laughs> no it's still i have the older version of his as i've said on many of these shows at 3570k and it still performs just fine i mean i can still drive most of them at 4k at 60 frames per second for sure my for sure. sure yeah so but it does I mean, bog down though does, right yeah it can but i mean it's still perfectly fine i mean driving a game at 4k 60 with a 3570K, there's nothing really you can complain about there, I don't think. You know, so what we're going to do is I, I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to loan Adam a uh, Broadwell, I think I've got a Broadwell quad or a Haswell quad, and we'll have him with, with hyperthreading, and let, let's see if he, because he pretty much, he's just testified that it, <laughs> it is hurting his gaming performance I mean, that I-5. I, I, I will say, I mean, once again, I, I'm not I'm not just using it for games, but when I do right. upgrade my motherboard and CPU next time, I'm going to go with the i7 for sure. So. But you, I mean, but like, because I've seen this anecdotally a long time over the years, the i5s, they are just, you run all four cores, there are times when they are just spiked and it's 100%. Yeah. yeah. So once you have that, this, all four cores are running at 100% and then you add a little more windows doing house cleaning while you're playing a game, you start to drop frames. So I, I think it's worth it. Well, un- until I don't, I don't think very many games utilize multiple cores at efficiently yet efficiently yet. No, not all of them. But <laughs> I, it's just it's just enough. I'm, that's why I'm not saying like, hey, go out and buy a ten core seventeen hundred dollar chip. But you know, just getting a little more over a quad is is. So here's my question to you, though. How yeah. much of a frame rate drop are we talking about? I mean, if it's just a few frames, or even like. 10 but if you're well over your minimum threshold and you're trying to save a couple hundred bucks not a couple hundred sorry like a hundred hundred fifty bucks right. on your processor i think for some people that's a fair trade-off no and i agree with that because actually one of the things the demos like the the video that i saw uh, gamers nexus which is the most recent one um he was looking at uh, i think it was like you know uh, on a i7 part it might be 120 and on the i5 might have been like 90 right 
both of them both exceed 60 hertz for the most part is it better to to spend money to get to a frame rate that you can't see or is it better to put that into a bigger video card i would still say get a bigger video card but where i have seen anecdotally is where things just start to stutter and whereas a a, a, a core i7 with the hyper threading you know four plus cores does not stutter quite as much in an open world game as an i5 without hyper threading so that's the thing that kind of kills me it's not really like you know, 140 frames versus 100 frames a second. It's really just like, oh, why the hell, why are things dropping so much now? So, and I think that's kind of what Adam was saying, right? So you just get to the point where you're running around outside and things just start to stutter on your i5. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I can feel it. And I mean, and and maybe, <clears throat> maybe it's not even a um, as much of a performance thing because I, you know, I'm uh, at home, I'm running a 1070, uh, you know what I mean? So I, I know I can push definitely a lot but it's yeah it's more on the the higher frame rates you know like i definitely you know i want more than console quality uh so you know i want to i want to get those higher frames uh uh but yeah i i think i think it's more for you know like like really pushing like open world or or something like really intensive you know like like doom i mean ran great 4k 60 you know it was amazing i mean it was using all four cores but i didn't feel it uh, as much as something like watchdogs so you know okay damn it now i want to play doom again <laughs> people say doom, doom was amazing play doom again yeah doom was amazing <laughs> all right so brad he he says i5 not dead to him to me i i'm at the point where i i'm actually put at the point where i think i5 is is dead to me for gaming recommendation for a build unless it's a budget budget build no no <laughs> no it cannot be no or we are going to prove it, this it is okay, let's just we're going to prove for it the one percent man for the 99 percent, it is far from dead i'm telling you i'm gonna guess elena is also it's not dead to you either it's not dead to me i mean it could be i would, I would if oh, like sorry. sorry no it's just i was gonna say it could be if ryzen which is just so freaking phenomenal that it just hands down gives you so much performance for the same price but other than that, I don't see it dying. I, as a recommendation, you know, that is. I, I and I'm and I gotta say that's not even the Ryzen. I say they're they're gonna do a quad core. It's gonna have hyper threading. I it's, it's gonna be tough to justify a two hundred dollar non hyper threaded chip. I think my guess. And, and I also feel like I mean it, the the length in between builds uh, as well. You know, like you can get real far in an i7 where i feel like an i5 you're probably going to need to upgrade at least a year year sooner uh you know so you got to factor that into it you know i gotta say there's a little bit of guilt because i i had a friend and he's like what should i build say ah just do the i5 you know skylake part it's you'll you'll be good right and i'm kind of like we're sort of like to the point and of course he has 144 hertz 27 inch panel and i'm like oh maybe that i7 would have been a better recommendation because he's going to probably roll it for several years so i'm um, g-sync just, yeah g-sync panel but you know it's just kind of like uh maybe the i7 would have been a better choice we are gonna but let's do it we're gonna one thing we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see what happens anecdotally with you if you move to a hyper-threaded part mm-hmm. and let's, let's i'm gonna get a setup we're gonna do it here on the show where we can show you yeah it'll be fun right i5 versus i7 what you lose yeah all right i dig it all right, so this I now... Love, I would love to see it. Now, this actually perfectly segues oh, to perfect. the Q&A section, because I know Brad had a question uh, regarding certain other CPU brands. Yes. Uh, 
So I asked, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, at Brad Chuck, it's my name. Uh, before we go live on the show, I always ask for questions, and Abed's brother got to me and asked whether AMD FX chips are still worth it. What do you think? I asked the question, so I'll let you guys go first. <laughs> I would say no at this point. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, ugh. I'm going to say no. Yeah, if you can wait even just a little bit just to see how things go, do it's that. A hard, it's a hard sell with Zen right around the corner. But I think the thing is that they're selling them. They're trying to get rid of them real hard these days. They're selling them real cheap, and they're packaging with top-tier games like Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, and Doom and stuff like that. So if you can get a motherboard and a good FX processor for under... 200 bucks and those games and you don't care about like nvme support and stuff like that then i think it could be still very viable in a budget gaming build yeah it all depends on the price if you can i would recommend waiting and seeing just with everything not just budget builds and if you're gonna build a computer right now if you don't have to wait for zen and see what happens Right, and That's if you had, I so I yeah. think the, the we're because it, it's always got to be. I got to buy right now. I got money. They're gonna they're gonna take it from me if I don't if I don't spend it today. Would you build? So what? What's an FX eighty three fifty go for these days? Like they're sub, they're one fifty. One thirty nine, I think, is what I've been seeing. About one to one forty. Yeah, so that's I mean that's really interesting because at one hundred and forty bucks. You, you ain't getting no a Core i5 part, right? That just ain't <laughs> no. going to happen. And I tested uh, AMD system recently that had a RX 480 and uh, 8350 or an 8370, and it ran Battlefield just fine. I mean, it ran other games just fine. Probably not as much as you would get on a Core i5, but nevertheless, totally still worked even for gaming. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think I, it all depends on price. Right, so you're saying you could get, uh, you know, uh, a quote unquote eight core FX part and motherboard, and they're packaged mm-hmm. up for two hundred bucks. Right around there, yeah, and it yeah. comes with some mm-hmm. free games. Yeah, like, but just imagine how much cheaper that could be once Ryzen actually launches. Yeah, but you know, you so, got to buy today, right? But I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, I would wait. wait, right? But if you had to do it, I mean, because I'm just so I mean, your three options are you, you, FX, wait for Ryzen, or build Intel. Build, what does that get you in Intel land? Like. Could you get a non-hyper, th- or could you get a, a not, well, not, you're not going to well, get the K part. Yeah, the K part costs 180 the Core i3K. Right, and the lowest end Core i5 is still like 160 right? It's not really a uh, great Actually, uh, Igloo on YouTube says on Amazon, uh, 8350 is 150 and the i5-7500 is 200 Yeah, so, hmm, that's. I mean, you're still yeah. getting way more with that i5, though. Yeah, that i5 KV Lake wails on the FX8350 part, right? I mean, it just wails on it. Yeah. But, you know, eh, I, I think guess. they could still be viable in budget-constrained gaming PCs, or even not gaming PCs. If you're just looking for to build a cheap word processor computer or whatever, I mean, it'd be yeah. fine. Oh, yeah. That's, that's honest, yeah, that's what my recommendation would be. Or you could just steam, yeah. stream your word, word processing with GeForce Now. Yeah, you know? GeForce Now or GeForce <laughs> Now. I Yeah, I gotta say... It's still an option, but there are definitely a lot of asterisks attached to that. So yeah, yeah, I agree. So I yeah yeah. So, Any other opinions on that one? No, nope. But uh, we we do have some more questions uh, on Facebook. Uh, if you guys want to hear them, or, or Brad, yeah. do you have some more? 
Brad, you got I another? I have one more, but I can mix them in. Let's wait. Let's okay. give them for somebody who's left. All right. Uh, on uh, on YouTube, actually, uh, what we got? Uh, Igloo uh, asks, uh, do you think Intel will drop prices after Ryzen drops? He says no, but I think we're all in agreement. It's probably a yes, right? I think that's really going to depend on what I mean, pricing is for Ryzen. I think no matter what, they're going to counter, right? I mean, they can't just sit there. Like, unless Ryzen comes out at the exact same price point, like... Well, but that was my nightmare scenario, remember? Yep. 800 bucks. I think bucks. there's also a bunch of asterisks attached to Ryzen, which Gordon can go into. <laughs> you mean the price or the performance? The price, I think, for them to drop prices, for Intel to drop prices, I think AMD will have to really eat into Intel's business before they would consider it. And for AMD to be able to do that, they need to hit the price, they need to hit the performance, and they need to hit the yields. So, I mean, if any of those stumble then they're going to have problems and we're just going to be stuck with the status quo i think i mean they're probably not going to hit yields right i mean do, I, do they ever just <laughs> enough just enough to i mean as long as they sell out what they can make that's probably all that matters True. right so the question is where do they come in and we've discussed a lot but i i saw a report this week that uh and they said like you know who knows i think people are just making stuff up just to get clicks at this point but they're saying that <laughs> ryzen would be eight hundred dollars right which was my nightmare scenario because Intel could just again say we don't want a price war. We're, we'll we'll live with that. We'll keep our eight core part at maybe nine hundred bucks. You can have eight hundred dollars. You don't step on our six cores. You know you make money. We make money. Everybody's happy except the people who buy the stuff who will be pissed off because everybody's so looking forward to a price war. I, I it's a possibility, but I I just I, I Intel's. The way Intel works is to react with the price war. So I, I can't see this. I can't see Intel not reacting by cutting prices. Well, I mean, because they have room, right? You know, like if they have plenty to go on on the higher end chips, yeah. you know, so. But I mean, but the interesting thing is, look where KB Lake came in at. All right. KB Lake came in at basically the same price as Skylake, like didn't budge. And I really think, you know, there probably must have been some internal discussion. Let's come in cheaper because let's let's get ahead of the curve instead of having to look like we're reacting and cutting prices. But they said, no, we're just going to come in at we're just going to make as much money as they can for as long as they can. Right. Yeah. Kind of the same thing I would do if I was in their shoes, to be honest. Well, and it's it's always easier to drop prices than raise prices. So, you know, like if they were to make that that choice to go down than whatever the next architecture, you know, like. Like, it's harder to go back up, you know. But doesn't that, does, how bad do you think it looks to people if they come out with Ryzen and then Intel slashes and burns prices? Our $330 CPU is now $250 or $200. You know, it's like people are like, oh, man. I think, I think the, you know, 5,000 people who argue about that on Reddit will have a conniption over it. But <laughs> in the real world, nobody is going to be like, oh, do you remember that time Intel dropped those prices? I just think everyone's going to think of it as normal behavior because, I mean, they're basically hedging their bets, right? For, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think this personally, but you could argue there's a thought that maybe Ryzen will completely just biff it, right? Like, it's just not going to have any effect. So now they're safe. They haven't underpriced themselves. They haven't gotten themselves into a position where they're going to not make as much money as they could. And if Ryzen does come out and it puts some pressure on them, they're like, okay, we'll respond to the market changing. And it's normal. Yeah, I just, I sometimes I do wonder, you know, when you force, like, look at Apple. Apple is doing price cuts on MacBook Pros all day now and iPad Pros, right? It's like Apple is doing price cuts on MacBook Pros. 
But every time I see one of these stories about like, hey, look, 300 bucks off the MacBook Pro, I was like, whoa, this is like unheard of. Apple yeah. never does this. Yeah. And it just like for me, it makes me think like something is wrong. Something is just like something is freaking Apple out that they've decided to cut the hell out of their pricing. Now, if Intel does the same thing, I would sort of think same thing. It's like, man, this is this rise in serious business. They're having to really cut prices to compete, you know? So I, I don't know. Sometimes the managing, so. managing, we all hope so too, right? <laughs> we all want our eight core CPU for $300, but I don't, I don't know. Uh, well, uh, Sergio on YouTube says, uh, if the top skew, uh, needs to come out at 500 bucks or less. Does it need to? Yeah. No, it needs to. That's what, that's what he's saying. Yeah. For everybody for him. to be happy, for yeah. you to be happy, <laughs> for us all to be happy. Uh, yes. That, that's I, where it needs to go. I'm still not that optimistic, but <laughs> no. even if it comes out at six or 700 bucks, I mean, the comparative Intel chip right now is a thousand dollars. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm still sticking to my prediction. I think it'll be $500. I think that it makes a lot of sense at $500 because mm-hmm. they can only predict that and Intel will react with a price cut and $500 is tough for Intel to really cut that much off of their prices. So on the, uh, on the Ryzen, uh, topic, staying on it, uh, Alexander on YouTube asks, uh, why doesn't Ryzen have IGPU? Oh, integrated. It, it's, you know, there is going to be Raven Ridge the end of next year that will have a GPU. It'll be their, you know, a, you know, Ryzen based, uh, APU. I think right now they don't have it because it's, um, they probably don't want to waste the die space. It's also sort of a server part. I don't know. I mean, I don't think they need it because they also rise in the first parts that are coming out. The eight core is aimed at the enthusiasts, right? So people, you're going to run a, you're going to run a GPU. So why, why waste it? Yeah. You know, it's sort of like, well, why doesn't Broadwell have Broadwell E or have a, have a GPU too? I think even looking at AMD's own line, all of the parts with integrated graphics are APUs. And this is basically replacing the FX line, which doesn't ha- tend to have integrated graphics. I don't even know if any of them do. So I'm just couching that just a little bit. But I don't believe, I know that the vast majority of, fx, of FX chips do not have integrated graphics. So I consider this more of a replacement for straight processors at this point. Yeah. But the nice thing, because, but the nice thing is going forward, AMD will have one socket AM4, and you'll be able to get <clears> APUs, and you'll be able to get straight cpus in the same socket i believe right because they already have that now mm-hmm. with bristol ridge i forget what the, the yeah bristol ridge. so nice yeah uh you had another question right brad because you are de-resing rapidly <laughs> we should get to you yeah up. i just had i just had an issue that's why i started cutting into you in the middle of it i think um Cy <laughs> on twitter was asking the because sapphire the amd graphics card manufacturer recently in china released an rx 460 that had all of the stream processors unlocked, like a full stream processor usage for the graphics processor, which the standard RX 460 is cut back a little bit. Hmm. So he was wondering, what do we think about that? Is there a chance we'll ever see it here? So on and so forth. Wow. That's kind of cool that they're able to do that. Yeah, they must be uh, having a sweet deal with AMD or be bending the hell out of the GPUs that they get to do that. Hmm. Well, how close do they come to the 470 in, uh, in stream processors? I don't have that data in front of me. <laughs> but, but it's, you know. Yeah. yeah. The four- you can unlock it. You can try it now. with uh, they. You can find BIOSes out in the wild. So you can test your own 460. And if there's ones available, you can unlock huh. them yourself right now. Huh. Oh, I get it. Okay. Uh, how, uh, I mean, how dangerous is that to do? 
eh, I mean, you would back up your stuff before you go. You shouldn't be doing stuff like that unless you know what you're doing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. True. Hopefully you don't. I. It's not like flashing video card BIOSes is probably not as scary as it used to be, but <laughs> it's certainly not like a, a motherboard BIOS flash where you can recover easily and instantly. Mm. I think if you, you blow, you lose power during your, your, your BIOS update on your card. Yeah. You're throwing that video. Card away. <laughs> I guess you can warranty it and say, Oh, it just died. Which oh. is what everybody does. <laughs> so they're just, so these, because of 460, they're just turning off the bad cores and then, wow, you're right. So they're just getting enough of these cards, these, these cores with the better cores and, Huh. I, th- I think I think personally what I think about it is that the reason the RX 460 wasn't the fully unlocked GPU is because AMD badly wanted to hit the 75 watts so they could offer versions that don't need an extra power supply. Hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if there are more of these GPUs out there. Uh, who knows if they'll actually ever launch a 460X or whatever at this point or if they'll just let partners do stuff like this. No idea. Who knows? But. Uh- I wonder if it's enough to be a 465. <laughs> I mean, there's not much. If you look at it, it's what, 140 bucks for a 4 gigabyte 460? Uh, and it's you can get 470s for 170 bucks now. So they, I think there's not much room in the you know pricing stack for a slot in piece at this point. Hmm, but only sold in China right now. It's, yeah, yeah, I was actually curious if the reason why it's like that in China is because of what they're actually selling in that market. Like, is the 470 there? Uh, pricing overseas can be wildly different. Mm. So I don't know enough about that to talk intelligently about it because in some markets, AMD co- parts cost a whole lot more. So there might just be more room for it there. Hmm. Okay. But Cool. Well, I think pretty soon. I mean, Brad is down to like he's down to like a a, a modem bandwidth there. So we better think about cutting the stream, ending uh, the show. What do you think? Unless you, yeah, any l- last l- questions. L- l- let me do one more. Uh, there's. Uh, let me find it. Uh, Robert Robert King. He says, uh, "I have an odd question uh, about LAN uh, in my spot. Would uh, would Intel or Killer?" Uh, on his Asus card, be better to get the most out of the speeds. Uh, like, which, which which do you guys prefer? The the what is it? Killer something? This is a laptop uh, or I, desktop. Mm, I, I can't quite tell. It sounds it sounds like a motherboard. Yeah, it sounds like a motherboard. Oh, so like, yeah, if you have like a choice, I, yeah, between you know, in, Intel or Killer. So this is interesting because this I've been talking to Killer a lot. Um, there they have a new a new software stack, a new part sort of coming out. Um, we're hoping to test it. One of the cool things that they do now is if you are playing a video game and you're downloading a Linux ISO torrent, as we all do, right? You can actually do both because it will intelligently throttle. Um, they figure out like, oh, you're playing a game, so we are going to you know move these packets to the front of the line. You huh. know, it's quality of service over uh, you know your your normal downloads. Uh, so and that's a new feature in the new software. Uh, they've actually had that for a little bit. It hasn't um, worked as well. I think it's really improved. Uh, they're also saying this is sort of the new killer. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny because I've been talking to them a lot because the pers- uh, my <clears throat> view of killer in the past was, man, these things are really unreliable. You go out there and people are like, oh man, the drivers suck. Like I ended up just ripping uh, a lot of people. Uh, Will Smith, <laughs> He actually ended up ripping the 
the killer wireless card out of his laptop to put in an Intel card and all the problems <laughs> went away. I actually did that on the laptop as well and all the connection problems went away. Those were the old killer cards. Uh, killer said like, yeah, we know there were some issues in the past. You know, we're sort of, they've been split off onto their own company and they're putting more resources into it. And um, one actually very telling sign that killer has really come a long way now is a lot of these new laptops, Dell, um, HP, they actually have base, their base wireless cards are killer based, which surprises me because, you know, if you're an OEM, you don't want to have your customers calling you up and saying they're having problems or driver problems. The fact that Dell and HP and very, very large PC OEMs saying, yeah, we actually think it's, it's better. We're going to go with this over the Intel card says killers definitely has improved. As far as the new motherboard stuff, I haven't seen it, but the features sound pretty cool. I mean, we all, when we play games, we shut everything off. So I am looking forward to kind of messing around with that. The old, Of course, if you want to go all the way back to the old, old days of the whole killer card and accelerating latency and all that stuff, that's that's all pretty hard to do. I, but I do think the features of not having to worry about shutting off all your downloads and just still playing a game is, is kind of cool. And the fact that there is more faith in killer these days than there, there has been in a long time. So I, I don't know. I generally, you know, nobody ever gets fired for buying Intel, but Intel's boring too. Their, their Nick drivers are boring. So I, you know, I, this new killer stuff, I'd like to give it a shot. Yeah, for sure. I have one more question. Oh, let's do it. I got one at the last minute. Let's do it. Patrick for on Twitter. He says first, he loves his new MSI G 63 VR, which we recommended for the Ooh. full nerd uh, hardware picks. Nice. Um, and he's wondering, how could we not mention Civilization Six when we were talking about the best PC games of 2016? Oh. So, any of you guys have any experience with that? I, I can answer Patrick for myself, and the answer is, as I've said multiple times throughout the show, I've been playing XCOM, and now that's my <laughs> life. <so. laughs> I, I Personally, I played the hell out of uh, Civ Four. I think was the last one I played a ton of, but uh, yeah, I haven't touched it for a while. It, it's a it's one of those sinks that I just haven't had the time lately to just. Oh, it, it's a time waster or sucker, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I I don't I've I've not played um, an RTS game in a long time. I'm I'm if, uh, these days I honestly play nothing but World of Warships because I can <laughs> I can get small chunks in. It's intense. I love it every single time you say that. I really do. I have to apologize for it because Why? Adam 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 Hayden and Brad are like World of Warships. <laughs> Were you like an old person? Uh, it's like, yeah, I'm an old person, and I love World I mean, of Warships. He's essentially just playing a console game. That's fine. No, yeah, it's well, not. Let him let him do that. It's not. A, there's no way because you know what? There's, well, there is a lot of swearing, so it is probably like a console game in that respect. But no, it's not. It's it's. Uh, it's there's a lot of strategy. Give me a hard time. There's strategy with this game, but yeah, I am not. I'm not. I'm not a Civ Six player. You know, I think next time we have Hayden on. We'll we'll hold his feet to the fire and ask him yeah. what's what's up with the Civ Six. Why you why you got to dis Civ Six like that? If, right? if, if he doesn't like it, we'll uh, shove some paper in his mouth I and think, have him eat it. I think he's referring to our episode where we're talking about the best games. Yeah, I think if he goes back and read it may very well have made PC World's top 10 PC games of 2016. Mm, okay. Uh, but we just not, didn't bring it, it up on the show. very close consideration because mm. it's by far the most complete version of Civ at launch without DLC that's come out in a long time. Okay. And I think there's actually a benchmark in it too. I've been meaning to download yeah. it just to try mm. the benchmark out. So It's hidden. They always are. But yes. <sighs> too bad. Cool. Well, cool. It's a lot that. better than Beyond Earth. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Elena, you were going to say something? 
No, I was just gonna. Well, I mean, if you had asked me, I don't play <laughs> sim games, so I'm if you had asked me, that, there was some wait, passive what kind, aggressiveness. Wait, what kind there. of games do you? What, what do you? Uh, I typically do like action adventure, uh, very very light RPGs. Okay, that's that's good to know. All right, I don't. Yeah, nice. Not World Warships. <laughs> no. Oh, and some shooters. Uh, but that's about it. I spend so much money you know, on that stupid games. There's you know, nothing free about it. Gordon, really, we should. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say this right here. You know, maybe we should. Uh, maybe we should have a use case to have a, a PC World's Twitch channel, and all you do is just stream World of Warships. Yeah, that would be. Mean, boom. I bet you could get a following. Yeah. No. Oh no, you definitely could. I, you know what I want to do is I got to play in secret. So that all the when I go aggro at other players for being so dumb, <laughs> people don't associate it with me. So I can, you know, I yeah, can, I can play in secret. You don't want to, you know, you know, if, if let's, let's start this. If you want to see Gordon set up a Twitch channel and just play World of Warships, tweet at him. What is it? Just at Gordon Ung. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll do ask it, for a press it. account from uh, World of Warships. There you go. Do no, it. But I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a real player. I buy all my stuff or I grind <laughs> it up. I got a tier 10 ship. That was a big thing. There you go. All right. Now we're getting totally into the world of worship nerds. <laughs> so I'm going to get us out. John is it. not here to kick us out of the room, but I know he's probably burnt. His ears are burning thinking they're wasting time on that podcast. <laughs> again. So check back in two weeks for your fix of PC talk, where there will be more PC talk than all this console talk we had on the full nerd for audio listeners. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google player, Stitcher, send questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com, even if you just want to say hello. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. I'm seriously going back to the Long War mod. Boom. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And Elena Yee. Bye, everyone. And, of course, taking us out, Adam Patrick Murray. Peace. Peace.